Welcome back to Bourbon Before Breakfast. I'm your host, B, and today I have a special guest co-host with me, DeLorean. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good. Okay, Um, today's episode is about raising boys versus raising girls. It's uh, going to be a part one segment to a series of three segments where we will address um, different aspects of um, parenting and how relationships affect parenting. And this is uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on was basically the stigma of being a black mother. So as society has it through comments, funny quotes and memes on social media and hearsay, there is a stigma that black mothers treat their sons better than their daughters. It's actually a huge problematic issue in the black community and in black homes from the way that the black mother was raised to the way means and methods she chooses to raise her kids. It is said black mothers baby their sons, spoil them, do more for them as in waiting on them hand and foot, even into adulthood. Some even say mothers try to be their sons, girlfriends, govern or intrude on their relationships with the intent of being possessive. So I wanted to just break it down in depth mostly because um, you have sons Mm -hmm. and I have daughters. So I wanted to just try um, to match those perspectives and uh, just compare and contrast uh, how you parent your sons as opposed to um, how I parent my daughter. So I just wanted to start off um, with the, the fact of, um, well, one being that, do you feel like you were raised um, differently um, as opposed to, you said you had male siblings. I have, a, I have a younger brother. So do you feel like you were raised differently than your siblings, like as far as uh, curfews, rules, and regulations, and things that you had to follow? Absolutely. Um, my younger brother, he's, a, he's two years younger than myself. Um, and he was always very small. He was he was like a peanut growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I actually was very protective over him. I fought a lot of his battles. Um, yet he was um, warranted a lot of freedom that I wasn't allowed to have. He was able to go to parks that were blocks away. I had to stay on the block. He could um, go hang out with older guys that my mother barely knew. Um and I definitely had to make sure, you know, I had to make sure that I was in eyesight of my mom at all times. Yeah. So you feel like that he got more freedom. So how does that like adversely, how, how does that like affect the way you parent your sons? Like, are do they have curfews? Are they allowed to travel longer distances or because they're boys, you feel like they won't get in as much trouble as girls? You know, it's a, it's a little different time. I wish I could um, say that I have, like, parallel experiences, uh, that my children have parallel experiences that we've had growing up. They mm-hmm. don't really play outside, you know, as much as we did. Um, it's really just going to school, going to their extracurricular curriculum activities, and then coming home. Um, if they do want to go out, they do have the freedom to. Um, but I can't say that they're different from any freedoms that I would have I would allow a daughter had I had one. Okay. So another thing that I noticed, um, I, I want to say first and foremost that I, I feel like the reason that the stigma is around is because they, it's this thing that happens a lot where the female daughter that is raised by the mom they start to clash with age mm-hmm. as they get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's hormones or their friends, you know, just becoming a woman maturing. Mm-hmm. They feel like, you know, they go from being bare chest and everything to having pubic hair and boobs and attitude and personality. And they become their own. I guess they become their own woman, mm-hmm. but they're not a woman as of yet. Right. And they say like the, the mom like pushes them out the house. Like they kick mm-hmm. them out yes. where they will keep the the son yes. there. That happens and to they me. Will allow the son to live there. And I feel like at a certain time, like sometimes my daughter's 16, I won't say that we clash, but we do kind of clash because sometimes she doesn't understand things that I say to her as a mother. She feels like her friends, as we all probably did, the friends are their opinion 
matters it, more. Yeah, than you, than your parents because you feel like your parents are so old they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I definitely feel like once she becomes a certain age, I don't I don't necessarily say that I would put her out, but I feel like once you become a certain age, if you feel like you know you you want to do things your way. You know, my mother raised us with the saying, like, you know, when you get old enough and you have your own house, then you do what you want to do in your house and it's your rules and that's it. I don't know why it's such a big thing with with girls that they, they tend to leave the house or they get kicked out the house than with boys. With my experience, um, I was definitely kicked out at a very young age. Um, I don't necessarily feel like it was... I guess I, me being in this position, I wouldn't say that it was me feeling like I was wanted to clash with my mom. Um, I think that there are a lot of underlying issues that some parents, some black women have, especially like our, our generations older than us. I think that our generation, we're trying to break a lot of generational curses. Mm-hmm. But um, our parents, you know, they went through a lot and have not really went through any of the means to try to, I wouldn't like remedy any of the problems or like go through therapy. Yeah. You know, so just from my experience and some experiences that I know that some of my other um, female friends have with their moms, um, it's like a competition in the household with, you know, with between the mother and the daughter. Um, Whereas I've, from my experience, I see that the mother approaches the son in a more nurturing way. And I was approached more in a combative way all the time so it turned into like something very simple like washing the dishes Mm -hmm. would turn into well get the fuck out my excuse me we'll get get out of my house Mm -hmm. my brother was never approached that way yeah you know what i mean so it's like you said like it's i feel like it could be more just from my experiences growing up i know that my mother did not have any of the tools um or she didn't exercise any of the resources that could have been available to her mm-hmm. to get the, you know, to try to work through any underlying issues that she's had growing up with being, you know, raising or issues with my father or whatever. And I feel like we do more of hands on, like, okay, you know what? No, I have this issue. Or we talk, we, we counsel amongst ourselves with yeah. our friends. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely look at things that we um, experience as children and we're like, you know what? I don't want to be that parent. Whereas, generations before as they just kept repeating it yeah um, i think that they also didn't think they had a problem mm-hmm. so that's why there was mm-hmm. no like remedy in the problem because it's just like it's my house it's my rules, rules. whatever and right. there was no one to step in and say well look this is not the way you do this. even with like acs and uh, they used to be bcw with child abuse right. and stuff like nowadays everything is almost considered child abuse like when you were younger you got your ass beat you got your you got your ass beat you know what i'm saying now it's like, oh, you're abusing me. Like, who said that? Right. Who made that a rule? Right, right, right. Um, but just to, to, I guess, circle back around, like, I don't, um, I, I could just speaking from my own experiences mm-hmm. can say that I have definitely been um, having to deal with, you know, any, any at the drop of a hat, my shelter is at Jeopardy. Is at Jeopardy. <laughs> and, that's, and that's like no way to live because I right. grew up the same way. I had my first apartment when I was 16. Same here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I understand on a different level, like all your friends is in high school and they're getting washing sets and they're hanging out. And you were really like, where am I going to sleep tonight? Like, <laughs> it was cool when we was at school. We go laughing and joking. But now I'm leaving school and I'm just like, it's getting dark. It's getting cold. I got mm-hmm. on this hoodie and this jean jacket. <laughs> now right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I definitely understand the aspect. And to to further on what you're saying, I, I can also understand as a parent how washing the dishes could turn into a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. It's like the other a couple of days ago, like I was talking to my daughter and I said, listen, you got to wash these dishes. She washed all the dishes and she left a pan to the side with oil in it. And I said, listen, it was a little bit of oil. I said, you know, I'm not going to use that pan. You see it sitting to the side of you. So why didn't you just, you know, wash it or at least ask me, mom, um, you still using this pan? Should I wash it? She was like, oh, because I didn't know what you was going to do with it. So I'm like, where's the attitude coming? And it's so crazy because I feel like it's with girls, they got a lot of emotional things that go on mm-hmm. with, with their friends. You know, somebody might say something to them or not be speaking to them. And then with boys and then with school, you know, and nowadays everything is on social media. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you, you might have an attitude about something completely different, but then the way you're talking to me, it's like, whoa. And I always tell my daughter, I say, check yourself. You know what I'm saying? 
you check yourself but as a parent i think it's very crucial for parents to check themselves as well yes absolutely because absolutely. we have a lot of we could have had a bad day at work mm-hmm. we could have just got into an argument with somebody because just because the kid doesn't hear it it could be a text message you arguing with somebody back and forth now you go in the living room didn't i tell you how to wash yep. the dishes yep. and then it's a big explosion just to piggyback off what you just said so i have similar experiences like that with my with my sons mm-hmm. especially my older one my my younger son i don't know if it's because he watches the mistakes that the older one makes that, he tries that he's to avoid right it. he tries to avoid it but my me and my older one we we clash sometimes um he's a very emotional they're both very emotional creatures um but we've had situations where you know it's a, we've gotten to fights over cleaning your room um, and I feel like maybe because I've had those experiences where, oh, well, get the F out my house mm-hmm. was always like, like, a um, the pinnacle of the, of the argument. Yeah. I don't ever want to take it there. Even, but like for me, I feel like, I don't know, like my situation with my children is more like whether you're a boy or girl, I just don't want you to experience what I went through. Exactly. I don't want you to experience that. I don't want you to ever feel like you have to worry about where you're going to lay your head. Even if you're mad at me, you can be, I tell my children, you can be mad at me. That's totally fine. Go ahead in your room. Be mad for five minutes. We're going to come back and you're going to talk about it. What's the problem? And sometimes after we have a conversation about it, you know, they get to see, okay, you know what? Mom, you're right. I'm being a little selfish right now. Or sometimes they'll get to see, they get to show me that maybe not that what I said was wrong, but how I said it Yeah. was, you know, was, could, could be, I don't know, maybe like, like you said, could be abusive yeah. like because everything is abusive now or could yeah. be you know it was it was it was a, you know it was an attack you know i could have said it a different way and i'm a very abrasive person off the rip and they know that they get it mm-hmm. so if they telling me that i'm being even extra abrasive okay hold on a second maybe i do need to check myself because yeah. they already used to me being an aggressive assertive uh abrasive person they that's that's nothing to them things that people see me do with them they be like that's that's just how my mom is mm-hmm. but when they're telling me your mom that was you cut like you cut me deep there I don't, I can't do nothing but stop and say, okay, you know what? I value what you how you feel. You know, I'm not gonna take back what I meant. No, you gotta clean your goddamn room. Yeah, but <laughs> you maybe gotta the clean delivery. it. My delivery, yeah. you know, my delivery couldn't have been like you know coming with the with the knives and swords coming from my tongue. You know, it didn't have to come from that way. But just just like you said, you you go through that with your daughter. I go through this. I literally do go through the same thing with my children, with them being um with them being young men. Yeah, it's especially me- with teenagers because we both have kids that are sixteen. Mm-hmm. So that means we both became moms around nineteen, twenty, yep. right? Nin- so yep. yeah. So it's just it's hard because you grow up with your kid. That yep. first kid is so close to you. It's like you go through so much with them that they kind of they it's it's a. I they guess watch it's a you catch grow. 22 mm-hmm. because it's like they do become a friend to you as well as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then you have to differentiate the friend from the parent. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, you, you start off laughing and joking. And, and then, then it's like, yo, that fine line. stop playing with me. Yeah. And then they're like, I what? will punch you in the throat. No, nah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Then it's like, yo, but uh, you was joking with me. All right, I can and, do that. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do what I do. Because yeah. I paid the cost to be the boss. You didn't, you didn't pay this cost. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Another thing that, like, I wanted to touch base on that I feel like, and, and I, I have to speak from the mother of a daughter, mm-hmm. which you'll speak from the, the mother of a son, right? Okay. Another thing is I feel like mothers with their sons, they're, like, you know, promoting the, the go out and have sex. You better be using a condom. You better not bring no babies in here. And I don't think it's enough of the abstinence. It's like we have to teach our daughters to abstain from sex. Like, we praying and hoping, like, don't go outside and have sex because they're the ones that come back with the babies, right? Mm-hmm. The boys don't come back with the babies. They come back, Ma, this girl, such and such, X, Y, Z happened. And I know some mothers that do tell their sons, like, you can wait. I know, I'm, I'm quite sure it is. Mothers, you know, but I feel like more often than not, it's like, oh, you better have condoms or you got condoms at an early age. I feel like it's pushing, you know, the aspect of one having sex, even when, when boys entertain multiple girls in the house, even into adulthood because as a woman... Mm-hmm. You know, you hear girls saying like, oh, every guy he bring around his mother, she's smiling in their face and smiling back mm-hmm. in my face. You hear it so much that you're like, oh, this has been going on for years. Right. That the mother is accepting the girls in and out of the house until she get tired of it. Don't, don't bring these raggedy ass girls in my house or whatever. And it's like, are you promoting promiscuity in your son? Are you setting your son up to try to be his player because you're not teaching him the right way? Because I, I definitely believe like with with adulting, with parenting, and with growing up, 
you either become exactly what you see or you become the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Like whatever you experienced growing up, you, you become that. Like you said, you know, we both were on our own at an early age. I would never want my daughter to be out in the street trying to figure it out right, at 16. Right, that's that's definitely what I do not want for my children. It's like you my life was hard for no reason. <laughs> exactly. It was hard for no it's reason. It was hard for no it's reason. It's like even if you try to put it aside when you when you become an adult and you say, you know what, I kind of understand what you did, it still don't make it right because you kind of fucked me up too with that. Because mm-hmm. I still got to carry that around. I probably suppressed it. I probably put it behind me. But ever so often, it's going to resurface because it's like they took something away you didn't let me be a kid when I was supposed to be a teenager. You didn't let me do teenage things. I had to be an adult Don't, early, you know, because you you forced me to. I had you you threw me out there in the mm-hmm. wilderness. You said, "Here, here goes a stick." Yep. And and a knife. I was a whole wife and mother by the yeah. time I was like, 20, 20. Exactly because 20, you know 20, why right. you try to you try to get that family that you don't. Know, I, I was married at twenty one. Right. To my first daughter's father, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm married because I want that family. This mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking it's supposed to be. And it was also part of survival, though. Like, we had each other, but it was a part of our survival. Like, I knew him. I knew my ex-husband since I was 15. Mm-hmm. So that was us being together was how we made it through until our adult life, until we weren't together anymore. Like, we were each other's backbone. Yeah. That's what we knew. But... um to go back to what you were, your your question about the um promis- um mothers of sons promoting promis- promiscuity yeah um I feel like there's those are two different broads of the spectrum and there's a there is a middle ground okay I feel like you can definitely um promote abstinence and you can promote promiscuity promiscuity mm-hmm. but there's a middle you can promote safe sexual behaviors. Now, I feel like when I was growing up, my mom, I know she was very unorthodox, but she she would talk about sex openly with us, yeah. me and my brother. Um, she never, like, really, pro- it was weird because she would talk about sex, but then it would just be like, but you just better not do it. Yeah. Not like, okay, well, this is this is what you use. This is birth control. This is, you know, so it was like, okay, well, we know of these things because my mother talks about it. She would talk about her sexual experiences with her boyfriends. I feel like sometimes she took it a little too far. (laughs) You know, I don't want to hear this, you know. (laughs) Um, I don't want to talk about I want to talk about this, Bobby. Good. Um, But it's like if I needed to, if I had a question about it, I would go to my friends who don't know jack shit about sex. They know just as much as you do. That's what kids still do, right? Right. Because you're so, like, I'm not going to go to my mom. Exactly. She might spin this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what I, but even before I had children, I always said that if I ever become a mother, I want to make sure that my children feel like they can always come to me if they have a question. Super important. Right? So, my children, <laughs> sometimes they come and tell me things, and I, I go back and I talk to my friends about it, and like, yo, D, you didn't cringe when your son told you this, absolutely I cringe, but I have to play it cool mm-hmm. so that they can always feel like they can come and talk to me. Because in that moment, I have to be the informa- the right information for them. So instead of shutting them out, say, oh no, just don't do that. Yeah. Don't have sex. No, they're going to still go out and try to get the information from these, exactly. what, they knuckle-held friends? Mm-hmm. No. You got to get the right information. And their father and I, even though we're not together, we make sure that we come together and we talk about these things transparently yeah okay so you have a i remember the first time my son had any question about anything sexual um it wasn't even because of anything that we brought into the home it was because homosexuality was talked about all over the all over the news all over tv and my son came like eight years old i think yeah he was eight what is what is homosexuality i don't get it what's gay marriage oh this is when gay marriage was 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 trying to become legal right what is i don't understand what's the big deal so I had to explain it to him. And honestly, as as clean as the answer was, the conversation was over just that easy. Oh, okay. And that's it. They ask you a question, and then you give them the answer. So now that they're older, their bodies are, you know, the hormones are going and things like that. They, they start, you know, they have crushes. They have girls that they're dating or whatever. Situations do arise where do I tell them, okay, don't do that because – as we know, as children, yeah, your parents gonna tell you not to do something, but you will find a way to, to do, do it, it anyway. All the time, right? You tell so your kids don't... don't smoke. You tell them don't drink, and then you find out later on. If you don't catch them, you find out years later that oh yeah, I did this with my friends once. 
And you know what's crazy is that sometimes like experiences like they watch me. Well, I don't smoke around my children, but they do see me drink. They um they don't care for it. Like if I, even if like around New Year's New Year's I offer them, like you want to have a sip of champagne? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not really. I don't, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want. I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, but when it comes to like their their sexual growth, you know they'll come to me with a question. The the next question I got from my son was, um, how do you make a baby? Now where do babies come from? Girl, and I think at this time he was maybe ten. Oh my god! Okay, how do you make a baby? And I said, you know what? This is early in the morning. It's like, because it felt like early in the morning, getting ready was where the questions will always come up. That's the, the same thing with the homosexuality question. It was early in the morning, we getting ready. I'm caught off guard, like, so I I seriously went to Google. How do I answer this question for my son? How do you make a baby? And they Google, Google said, surprise. <laughs> just answer the question. Yeah. So I explained the um female um, re- um reproduction system i explained the male reproduction system <laughs> how it works together mm-hmm. his answer to me was oh my god that's gross thanks mm-hmm. mom and that was the end of the conversation did you ask him why he wanted to know that information like um or you just you know wanted what? it to be over with. i just not that i wanted to be over i just wanted him to have the answer that he came the yeah. question yeah where where it like, came from like to be honest i just assumed that you know, like just they have a lot more access to information than they we definitely did. do. So this question could have came up like right. one at one point we didn't have the internet. No, we didn't. It wasn't. It, it was like it was we, up, yes, remember? and then when you got it, it was like a privilege. Yeah. Like, and even you just you felt use lucky. It if somebody was on the phone. Nope, you can use it. If somebody was on the phone. <laughs> you felt lucky if you had AOL. Like, oh yep, I'm, I got aim. What I'm popping. Yeah. Yup, yes, <laughs> right. You you felt like you were privileged. Mm-hmm. Now it's like if you don't have it. You can't even do your homework. Yeah. You know? First of all, these kids can't function without the phone. Listen, I broke my phone last week. I can't function either. I got to get them. I got to get my, I got to yeah, get it together. Yeah, but you know what? I understand. <laughs> it just, oh my gosh. So now, now this is going to spin off topic a little bit. Because at one point, right, they, they can't function without their phones. We can't function without our phones. But their phones are a distraction. Our phones can distract us as adults, right? But, but it we isn't. make sure that we get everything else done. Yes. Their phone prohibits them from doing what they need to do yes. in school, mm-hmm. at home, and otherwise. These kids get bullied on their phones. These kids get into shit on their phones. Mm-hmm. They they get into drama, and he said, she said, they arguing. One time my daughter had a whole argument on Facebook. It was like 400 comments on her page. Some girls was going back and forth. They wanted to fight everything. I'm in here in the room watching TV. This is why I don't even watch TV like that anymore. I'm in a room, and she in her room, so I'm not thinking nothing. You know, it's just a regular day. Yeah. And I don't know, something told me to go in her room, Check and I look on. at her, and I keep seeing, like, her facial expression. She look like she's so into the phone. Passionate. So every once in a while, girl. you know what I do? I go and snatch the phone without mm-hmm. warrant. You know, I just go and I take the phone. Some of my friends are like, oh, your mother be taking your phone. My mother don't touch my phone. Guess what? That's my phone. I pay for it. It's my phone. I it is literally in my name. It's my phone. So I take the <laughs> you, phone. You're and borrowing I'm this. Looking, and these girls like, yeah, when I catch you and this, that, and the third. And then her friends is arguing. And I said, who are these girls? How did this start? I don't know, mom, but they just keep saying stuff. So I'm going to say stuff too. And I'm just like, mind blown. So now here we are. Fast forward. Remember at one point they said that technology was a distraction. Don't sit your kids in front of the TV all day. Don't let them use tablets all day. They should have a certain amount of time where they're using tablets and things like that. Right? Right. So I just feel like now it's a 360 complete because now it's like hey you got to go to school on your phone or your tablet mm-hmm. and they're you gotta... in front of it they're in front of it more than they're not now yeah so now it's just like everything is on the computer on a tablet so before it was like don't put your kids on that because you're going to turn them into a robot mm-hmm. you make them have problems paying attention because they can't focus long enough because they so into the tv the youtube everything but now my daughter my five-year-old daughter that's in kindergarten her assignments for school is Watch this video. They're going to read a book to you. Instead of the teacher reading a book, watch this video. They're going to read a book to you, and then you're going to draw a picture about what's your favorite part of the book. Or you're going to draw a picture about your favorite character of the book. Mm. So they go on Epic Books. You go on Epic Books, and it takes you to a page, and you press play, and somebody is, like, like narrating the book. Right. But the teacher, before, everybody would sit in a circle. Right. The teacher would read the book, and they would turn it around and show you the pictures and everything, and you get that interaction. But now your your kid is on Zoom mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, Epic Book. You know, go on this site or go look up this. You they give you a link. You click on it. It's YouTube, and YouTube is showing your kid the book. So the computer is now raising your, your kid, yes. You're teaching your kid and educating your kid. Yep. So now what happened to turning your kid into a robot? Because what is this doing now? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, turn them to drones. Well, so. if you, unless you put your foot down and you, you know, I, I definitely make sure that after after school time, that goes off. We're going outside. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is skating now, so we're going to go skating. We're going to go for a walk. You got it. You got to detach from it. We you have, have to. to. You definitely have to detach. So do mm. your um do your sons have, like, curfews? How do you... Like they don't even like really, be, they don't like being out like that. Like my older son, he um he wants to be like a YouTuber, just like a lot of mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our kids are. But mm-hmm. he has you know, and he has a way that he wants to brand himself. Um, he also works um for a marketing company right now, um virtually. That's great. So he doesn't really have time to. I think that's important though to mm-hmm. occupy your kids' time. Yeah, he doesn't have the time if they don't. If they if they got too much free time, that's when things happen. I exactly. mean, I've seen kids that didn't have the free time, and like my worst fear, I guess, like any parent, is like my daughter coming back pregnant. And people always say, "Oh, yeah. you have a good daughter," and I've I've seen it happen though. Right, it can happen to up, anybody. I've seen like the quietest kids. It's like, oh my gosh, she having a baby. Mm-hmm. It like, can happen she, to anybody. You, it could be your first she time. 14. She could be in love with some, you know, quote unquote, in love with somebody, and then get caught out there. It's, it it can happen to anybody. But your fears. I want you to understand. I have those same fears. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't want to be a grandma. I had my <laughs> not yet. No, but it's, it's I, true. It's, yeah, yeah, I've had. And you know, the crazy thing though is that the saving grace for me and my ex husband is that not only did we have our children young, my ex husband's family is pretty big, mm-hmm. and damn near everybody in their family had children young. So my children were always around a baby, and they are tired of it. That's good. <laughs> so no, they don't that's want. Good yeah, so they don't want. They like the I don't. Reverse that happens because mm-hmm. I see in like a lot of a lot of Spanish. I don't. I don't want to put like classify anybody, mm-hmm. but in a lot of Spanish, I have a lot of Spanish friends, and they do have babies at a certain age, and they say, "Oh, everybody in my family had their babies young. Everybody got pregnant at like mm-hmm. 17, 18. And I'm like seventeen. Yeah, my children, like my son, he kind of like he brags that he still has his V card, like, and I'm so there's there are other things that he's done. That you know, <laughs> where I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, kid, all right, you know, do we need to, you know, do we need to go, do we need to go to the doctor? Yeah. You good? You know what I'm saying? Like, but he, um, because his father and I were together young and he saw love at a young age, mm-hmm. he doesn't care to have a diff, a, a ton of different like girls. The he does not like he's actually like sometimes I have to tell him like suit son you're only 16 being in love right now is not your first priority yeah you know like he's I don't know maybe it's I hard. was yeah maybe I was I'm, I'm blessed to have the kids that I, I have think so, because, because like, with my yeah, daughter. I don't have yeah I don't have those issues of them wanting to run the streets they like to be home um my younger son he is a little bit more social but him and his, his friends they'll make a date yo we're gonna go out to the park they go sit out by the water. They make their 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 play date or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. for like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and then they're done by three, and he's back in the house. I don't even have to set a curfew for him. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. I never really had to do the curfew thing with my daughter either. Mm-hmm. But it's a. I think I think like girls, I, like I'm getting a whole different dynamic, and I know this is just like one instance, mm-hmm. but it's a whole different dynamic to me. And I know like every kid is not the same, but like. My daughter, she doesn't like to be outside, but mm-hmm. you know what it is? She can be content with being in the house. Mm-hmm. And as soon as... She likes to go to parties, though. Like, okay. uh, this year, you know, she turned 16, so it was a lot of sweet 16s, and, and boys having parties, and she wanted to be at everybody's party, and I'm just like, she want to go to, like, Flatbush and Canarsie, and I'm like, oh, this might have a party in the 90s, and I'm like, what? what? Mm. No. <laughs> like, oh, they having a party outside, and it's just like, Dad, you don't know if this party going to get shot up, you don't know what's going to happen, so it's just like... You can't be everywhere, but once she go online and like, oh, my friends is at Brooklyn Bridge Park. Can I go? Oh, my friends is at Atlantic Mall. Can mm-hmm. I go? And it's just like to try to explain to a kid that you don't need to be everywhere doing everything. And then I'd be like, look, I'm 35. I don't, I don't want to go outside all the time. And I don't go outside all the time. And she's like, yeah, because you, you, right. you're 35. Like, right. I will say this. I will say this um, to that. Right now, <clears throat> Their social interactions are very limited. Um, so when my son does ask to go out with their friends, I look at it as an opportunity for them to get out of the house and to have that healthy interaction. Like I don't, I don't think it's healthy for us to just be in these four walls mm-hmm. looking at the news all day, definitely, or looking at YouTube all day. So if they, you know, me and my friends, we set up a time to go hang out. You know what? Go ahead. Um, I trust that the things that I have instilled in them. 
will carry on to when they are when they are on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if they do make a mistake, that's a part of growing up too. Yeah, kids are. You know, they're gonna make a mistake. So you know, say just no, right? And I've and I've 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 set that platform that yo, if you do fuck up, you yo come so come to me so that we can fix it. Don't try to hide it because then I can't help you. Somebody come knocking on my door. And if you try to hide it and I find out, doubt that's an oh they already know they already know. Don't lie to me because now now you now you've made it into another thing. Now now you have to now you have to deal with the repercussions of what you did. And the fact that you lied to mm-hmm. me. Now you got two whammies. Just let's just deal with the let's just deal with the mistake that you made. How do we move forward from there? Yeah. Whatever punishment that comes from it, you gotta deal with that. You gotta eat that. You gotta eat Because it. you knew at the time that it was wrong and you did it anyway. So you gotta eat the you gotta you eat know the punishment. Because it it's, it's their <clears throat> mental that they think you're like, yo, I might be able to get away with it. And it's their friends as well. It's the peer pressure too. I have my yeah. daughter telling me like, you know, my daughter has never hit a report card from me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blessed that she, you know, she take honors classes. She's taking AP mm-hmm. and regular high school. So she's always been like a good student. Mm-hmm. However, she told me about her friends, and she's like, you know. Oh, this one hit her report card. Her mother don't never see her report card. She How? Tell she took because you know why? A lot of her friends' parents are older. But that doesn't mean you out of touch with what's going on in your son's in your children's Some school. Parents are are really busy, I guess, with life, and mm-hmm. or they just don't have the time. I don't know how you can't have the time for your kid, but they just a lot of parents they feel like once their kid is in high school, like their job is done. But it's really not. That's what that's the that's the. But you need to be on top of it, on top of it even more. That's the meat and potatoes, right? Of, of the job, you know what I'm saying. So just I just feel like it. this is not when you really could slack off. Because if they see you slacking, that's when they start slacking. Exactly. Like if you don't put that pressure on them like i always say people say oh you you super hard on your daughter i tell my daughter all the time you're not allowed to get anything under a 85 on your report card Mm -hmm. i'll make way for 80 but i feel like once you start getting to a 70 and a 65 you failed just Mm -hmm. like over the 55 is failing not in my eyes right and what i say goes and it's not like oh well you won't allow her Listen, if she come with a sixty five, then I gotta cross. I gotta really see what happened. Like, did, there's a there's a problem, just, you right? You know what I'm saying? Did you just have like a bad year? Was this a difficult class? Did you do all your homework and classwork, but your assessments? Some people are shitty test takers, right? You know, did your anxiety get the best of you? I need to really dig and see what happened. But if a teacher is telling me like, you know, she's just really not putting any effort into this class, which I've heard one of her teachers say, like, you know, she's a great student. She has a great personality. She participates. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a well-mannered kid. You're doing a great job, but she doesn't seem to be motivated. Right. And you know, I blame that on COVID. It's really hard Honestly, for a kid yes. to get up and get out the house. But once they're in school and around their friends and that social setting, they get, they get moving. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm telling my kid, get up, go to school. And she's turning around. She's, she's taking her tablet off the charger, and she's like this. Right, that's going bed. to school. Right, right, right. So Same it's here. just yeah. like, it, it's super complex now and complicated to me because now I have to be like the eyes and the ears because she's still in the house, and I have to still go to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can't watch her 24 I have cameras in my apartment. So now I'm looking at the cameras, and I'm like, yo, why are you laying down? Sit up. And I have to tell her, like, you either sit up on the couch or you sit at the table. You can't go to school in bed. Right. Because, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Like, wash your face. Yeah. Brush your teeth. And, you know, at one point, my kids were doing blended learning. They were going, like, two days a week. Uh-huh. And then they were staying home the other three. But uh-huh. now, like, junior high school and high school is obsolete. It's, they're, not, they're not doing anything right, right. now. Right. And my, my little one, she's still going to school only because she's in kindergarten. Okay. Because anybody in first grade and up, they testing them. Okay. You have to sign parental consent that your kid could be tested if they go to school. Mm-hmm. For first grade and up. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's just why my kids So, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, so I'm just like, I mean, like, the random testing, are you going to test them once every six months? No, anytime they name pop up, it's just random. They make a list and they generate. I'm not really with that. Right. You know, so with that being said, um, you know, like I said, she's um she's at home, and it's just it's a different type of thing because now I feel like more often a lot of things are happening on social media because the kids are all like flocking and she has a social media and I follow her on the social media, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, they do like these secret like streams that's locked and only certain people can see and like only friends and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And I tell her like, Oh, if I catch you doing this, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. But if she blocked me from seeing it, what? So here's the thing, like, right. So whatever I I always tell my children and I think this is what, why they don't, they try not to lie to me because they know that, 
you don't have to, you can lie to me now. Even if it takes me two years to find out the truth, mm-hmm. it's going to come out. And they see it, they see it happen with me. They see it happen with, even with dating. You can lie all you want to a person. The universe will make sure that the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. So I actually, as of like, I want to say maybe three weeks ago, just started allowing them to have social media. We had a long talk about it. Should I ever find out that there is a secret page or secret anything going on that I have no no knowledge of? Mm-hmm. These phones that I pay so much money for every month, they're now will not be in your possession. Yeah. So you have to make a decision. Do you want to have the phone or do you want to have the secret page? It's up to you because once I find out, it's a, it's your, it's a dub. Yeah, because teenagers, dub. like kids, sometimes kids are just so sneaky. Yeah. Um... My, I, like I said, my, my kids are such homebodies, though. Like, yeah, I could, I could see my younger one doing it more than my older one, though. I could see him being a problem with the secret page. I'll, I'll keep an extra eye out on him, though. So, like, <laughs> so financially, right? Have mm-hmm. you felt like it was easier or more difficult to like raise your boys as opposed to like if you had girls? Do you, do you think it would be cheaper? Because I know boys like video games, sneakers basketball jerseys and basketball like the hats the fitted caps and mm-hmm. everything so I, the only thing that my kids like that are expensive are electronics they don't care well my my younger son actually he's a I, what do you call it he's not a fashionista what would you call a male version of that he's very much into his appearance mm-hmm. but so am I so it's like whatever I use in my hair he'll use like it's you know whatever face creams I use he'll use so I don't find it to be more expensive my son, my oldest son, he don't care for sneakers. He don't care for. I have to like force him to put on something nice. You really have good kids. I do. <laughs> I tell you, I'm blessed. Like I don't have a lot of issues. Like, I like if I, I remember one day, I, like a, a couple of weeks before. It was even before Christmas. Um, my my, you see how big my kids are. Mm-hmm. Every couple of weeks, they're growing out of something, and they don't care to wear super baggy clothes. So I was like, Yo, Sadiq, we gotta go out and buy you some clothes. I'll be all right. This it, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll be fine. And that I took the younger one out shopping. We came back. We went out to a, a family function. And I'm looking at my older son like you don't even look like a representation of me, sir. Yeah. We gotta go shopping. And I had to drag him out to go shopping. Like he really doesn't care for it. So the thing that isn't expensive though would be would have been the video games. But now their father and I have vowed we're not paying for, since you have a job now. We're not buying any more electronics. Because we'll buy him something and then he breaks it because he didn't appreciate the value of it. Now that you're working, yeah, you're gonna go have to buy it yourself. And when you break, you're gonna feel it. Cause there's nothing worse than but we bought a, we bought a what was those those switches those Nintendo Switch. Yeah. One lost it, the other one broke it. Broke it. They both had one. Don't even know why they needed to be two in a household, but they broke it. Okay, cool. So now we're not buying anymore. Games are what sixty five, eighty sixty five to eighty dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I'm not doing that no more. I will clothe and feed you, sir, and take you out on trips. I'm not buying any more of these electronics. We're not doing that no more. That's good. Yeah. Like with my daughter. I mean, she made a decision on her own to um lock her hair. I love it. A year ago, she made it, and I, I honestly, I actually tried to talk her out of it because I thought like I, I didn't want her to force a decision that she would regret. Mm-hmm. So my stance on it was that you know if you want locks, why don't you wait? What if senior year, you know, you want to do like a, a a wig or a weave or something? But that's the kind of the the beauty of it now that everybody's doing these wigs that. She had a sweet 16, Mm -hmm. and she was able to get a wig Mm -hmm. and put it on. But then she went back to her natural hair. So, like, a couple of weeks later, maybe two months later, a friend of hers had a sweet 16, and the girl said, hey, could you wear the wig that you wore at your birthday party? And she's like, no, I'm going to wear my regular hair. Listen, that's the beauty of being a black woman is our hair. We have... We can, we're the most versatile when it comes to our hair. Yes, we can throw in a wig. Yes, we can wear our natural hair. We can lock it and still do whatever we want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's beautiful. When I saw her hair, when she pulled her bonnet off, I was like, oh, it's locked. I didn't even yeah. realize it. Actually, I'm right now at this moment remembering that you had posted that she was starting her locks. Yeah. But I think she looks absolutely beautiful with it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the... Um, as far as, like, I think we were talking about before, like, the sexuality, though. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you did. I just, um, I was touching on that because uh, we was talking about the We finances. had veered off a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just feel like 
it's a constant pressure with girls. Girls are always comparing to themselves to other girls. You know what? Growing up, I remember there being like you had to keep up with the Joneses, like. Flat and, twist. But I even read with yo. Flat twist. Like you wanted flat twist. You want to wash just the airbrush. The mosquito jeans, mm-hmm. contacts. Like there were things. Definitely and, had contacts. Right, and I think for the guys too when we were growing up that. They had, you know, like you said, like the fitted caps, the jeans and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's because like the school that they go to, um, they don't really care. Like they, they really do not care. The so kids that they're uniform? around. Well, actually my, for my oldest son, when he was in junior high school, they did wear a uniform and even their, the school staff that they had was a beautiful staff. They, um, if someone was bullied for for any reason or if there was some type of um situation they would have like a um a student uh court type of system yeah. where they would bring the children everybody would come in and they would talk about oh so you were bullying x y and z for wearing for wearing rejects you know or for wearing you know low grade sneakers mm-hmm. you know how do you think that made a feeling they would make like a big discussion so you wouldn't even really want to be that person that was labeled a bully yeah. Because they would make kind of like a spectacle of you. Like, why are you doing that? And that's kind of like well, how the mentality that they have now. Like, I they feel don't. like they should adopt that in more schools, though. They really should. They a really of, should. A lot of parents. Like, I have friends that have a problem with their kids being bullied. And it's it's like you kind of feel helpless because you don't know how to help your kid because you're not there with them. And you yeah. basically have to teach them to be strong enough. But sometimes it's like it's easier said than done. Right. And now with their with both of them, like I listen to them on the phone with their friends and I'll hear both of them. They'll talk about like how they've cut ties like as a group, like they're you know, you're talking amongst their friends. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, we not messing with X, Y, and Z no more because they were a bully or they said this about this person, that's not cool, we're not mm-hmm. rocking with them no more. Like they really do be shunning out the the the, the I guess the quote unquote troublemakers yeah. within their groups. That's important. Yeah. It's important because like for a kid to go through that, all kids aren't strong enough to handle it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, like, you know, kids commit suicide from bullying. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. My mom used to always tell me, my mom passed when I was 11. Mm. Um, but, it, so it was like my, and that's, that's another thing I want to go back to. It was like my sisters that raised me okay. after my mother died. So it was just like, that I, I feel like that's why I had a lot of clashes with them because they mm. were still young. So everything was like, oh, you got an attitude? And I'm like, what? And it's like, like, what are you talking about? So that's where the constant, okay. you know what I'm saying, clashing came in. But I remember my mother telling me all the time, like, you know, never make anybody fear you because if somebody fears you, they'll kill you mm. out of fear. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like that's like a common thing with bullies. Like, you will make somebody feel like you gotta go get a gun to protect themselves, or I gotta, right. I gotta hurt you before you hurt me. Right. So I, right. I never saw the point in that. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's, it's detrimental to. It kids. is. It is. I remember one time on a school trip. Um, I never used to let the kids go on any trip by themselves. So, <laughs> I just. Ah, you was one of those. I was one of those parents. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. I just, I just, you know, so, well, some of the trips. <laughs> Somebody tri- on trip again. Listen, they knew though. They knew. They counted. They could count We got a trip. You're gonna be there, right? Chaperone. No problem. I got you. The only trips that I would not help though was when we would go ice skating. You know, and you see, I'm a good skater. I will refu- refuse to help any other child yeah, while ice skating. That's that's too. <laughs> <laughs> like no. It's not even. I feel like that's a very extreme sport, and I would see so many kids see, get hurt. Thing. No, see, it's your wording right there. Extreme sport. Uh huh. It's ice skating for nah, the kids. It's hold recreational. On. Hold on. Yes, you yes. In competition nah, mode. nah, nah, nah. When you would see <laughs> every single trip that you go on the ice skating trip, because they would do it twice a year uh-huh. for every um every school year, and I have two kids in the same school, right? When they were in elementary school, every single trip, some kid would either was falling so hard that they got a concussion. Blood is on the ice. Or they fall and then they don't got no gloves on and somebody ice ice skate uh skates over somebody's finger and cuts off a finger. Nah, that it was it, it's not supposed to be extreme. But I tell you this, it was extreme every time I went on those trips and I was not I was making sure my kids wasn't gonna be left out there without a chaperone. I'm gonna hold we're gonna be good. 
that's my worst fear. That's, I've been ice one. skating one time, and mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm going to fall, and somebody's going to skate over my hand. I, I can't watch your kid and my kid. If you think your kid is going to be in jeopardy, you should take off a day at work, and you should be there. That's just my thing. But <laughs> That's like my worst fear. I don't, I so, don't ever want that to happen to I can't. Me. I remember one time, I was, but I was on a trip. We were going to the Empire State Building, and I remember my son, me and my son were standing, and somebody, one of the little girls came and she kind of pushed somebody else out of the seat to get up. I mean, so she pushed someone else out of the seat to push, to get, make another little girl get up. Mm-hmm. And my son saw it and went over to her, you know, without, you know, prompting or anything. It's like, listen, you think that was necessary for you to push her out of the seat like that just so that you can sit down? And I'm sitting there watching the whole thing and the teacher could hear him lecturing this girl about bullying this girl out of her seat. Right? And I'm looking at him like, dude, you're not the teacher. Like, and she was like, No, Uriel does this all the time. He wants everyone to be treated fairly. He wants everyone to feel good and feel comfortable. Like I don't I've never had that issue. Yeah, yeah. I've never had that issue with my children, like being being bullied or being in a situation where there's a bully and they not nip it in the bud. You know, like they, I, I trust that when they're, when they're not with me, they're outstanding citizens. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. So, um, I think it's important for other kids just to see the same day will come to their peers for, um, advice and stuff. I think it's important for kids to stick up for other kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it it definitely affects kids who are viewing that like, oh yeah, maybe this shit is not cool. Right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. Because when it's just adults, it's like, oh, you a snitch. Oh, you tattletelling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, why you told? And it's just like, it's not cool. So for another person of your age to tell you like, yo, this shit is not it. Right. You shouldn't be doing it. I think that's extremely important. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, it's not the, now I see it's not as easy, you know, raising boys as raising girls. It's the same. We I have like our it, just, it definitely yeah, is it balances same. out. Like with the things that you have to deal with, I don't necessarily have to worry about like her, you know, my, my children worried about like, you know, their hair. Or, well, actually they do care about their hair because their mother's a hairstylist, but it's not, you know, they, they're not worried about their appearance and as a mean of peer pressure, but I do got other stresses with them, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like we just have, we have, we have a, there's a balance. There's a yeah. there's a there's a there's definitely a, a give and take. Do you think it would be different uh, for a father raising a girl than a mother raising a girl, and vice versa? Mm. Because like That's a, a good father, question. like a father raising a girl, do because because you know I I say that because my brother he's not one of my brothers. Um, mm-hmm. he's not a uh, a single dad, right? Mm-hmm. However, his interactions with his daughter are completely different than his interactions with his son. It's, it's like the complete opposite to go off of what I was saying. I feel like, I told him before, like, I feel like, yo, your son do whatever he wants. Mm. And then the daughter, like, she's super good in school, but she has a little bit of an attitude, and she gets, like, the brunt end of the stick. It's she probably, that's like, probably why she got an attitude. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know. She's doing all of this good stuff in school, and, and she can't older. even get, she's right. Like, she's a senior, she's coming out of high school, and she's doing good in school, but he's like, oh, her attitude. I mean, yeah, but you got to understand, like, you're about to be an adult. You might be feeling yourself a little, not to excuse her behavior, but then you got your son, and he's, like, always on the video games and, and slacking in school, and it's like, oh, yeah, he well, you know. Well, his birthday coming up, so we just give him a... Ba- no, you got to right. keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, too, like, for fathers to to address themselves because fathers feel like they could joke and laugh with the sons and then be hard with the daughters. Like, you can't do that because you're you're really the first experience as at a man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, how, how oh, my father was always strict and mean to me. So now that's going to either affect the way the, the partner she chooses, like, oh, you got to be like my dad. Absolutely. Or you got to be the complete opposite because my dad didn't really show me no love. He was so strict and mean. He barely hugged me or showed me affection. So now I'm, like, desperately searching for this affection from a man because I don't know what that feels like. Right, right. So it's, like, it's super important on the flip side, too. Right, absolutely. I feel like when it comes to um, the 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 uh the fathers when it comes to these relationships um 
I've seen I've seen both ends. I've seen some some men, you know, they they kind of treat their daughters actually they kind of treat them like a son <laughs> you know they're very open and honest with them you know they talk to them about everything mm-hmm. um me growing up i had i had both ends when it came to my dad like my dad he could have been he could be very nurturing at times and he could be very open and honest with me like even if i'm t- even, even till this day if i'm having an issue with the dude i'll talk to my dad and sometimes he'll tell me yo shorty you tripping or he'll be like yo nah you need to leave him alone you know what i mean yeah um but growing up I definitely would see sometimes I, I would have that on my dad and then sometimes I would feel like, oh, well, I think he's only treating me this way because I'm a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, however, I feel like when we're talking about parenting, what we what we forget, though, is that it's not necessarily natural for us to have to do this by ourselves. That's definitely... A, you know what I mean? And that definitely affects it a lot because that's the problem. Is that the, the right. stress is like everything. When your son's don't do good or my daughters don't do good. I have to deal with the fact because I'm always there. Mm -hmm. So I have to deal with the heartache. I have to deal with the disappointment. I have to deal with the attitude. I have to deal with, oh, you had a stressful day. Like, whatever. Oh, I got to be the bad guy to take your phone. Because sometimes I have to take my daughter's phone. Well, I I started doing that now. I take Mm -hmm. her phone at like 10, 1030 at night during the week and I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the phone. Right. Because if I don't, it's been times that I've got us to go to the bathroom at 2 o'clock in She's the morning on the phone. and I open the door and yeah, I see my a kids. little light. It's like, yep. what, the... what are you doing on the phone? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I don't care if you're just watching videos. You absolutely. should be asleep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's not to say we don't do it, but look, I still get up and make it to work on time. Yep. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's a constant thing where you got to play like, you got to be the bad guy. And then I feel like the parent that's not in the household gets to be the good one because it's like, oh, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to have some fun, this, that, and the third. Yeah. But you you, you carry half of that with you, too. Yeah. And when it comes when it comes to, like, my children, luckily for me, like I, I told you earlier, like, my ex-husband and I, we co-parent well. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll have, like, two weeks on, two weeks off. Or I have a month. I have him for a month. He has him for a month with COVID now because it's, we're you know, we both have the freedom now to do so. Yeah. You know? Um, do they look forward to going to spend time with their dad? They do. They absolutely do. Um, there have been times where I've, I've contemplated even moving to another state and I will, I refuse to do so because of their father. Like I'm not just going to up and take them from their father because I can't do it by myself. Yeah. I know I can't. There are things that a man has to teach a son that I can't, I can't, I physically can't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have that perspective. I can tell you how it makes me feel. I can tell you my perspective and raise you from that way, but that's one sided, and I don't need you. I don't need you to be one of those men that has that was just raised by a mama and don't have no man exactly influence. I don't need that for you, baby. So important because you have so many women that are raising boys Mm -hmm. that don't want their fathers to deal with them at all. Yep, they shut them out and And they don't understand. And then we gotta date them, and what happens? Oh God! Then, then we gotta hear guys saying like, "Yo, if you don't have sex with me in three days, listen. Do you know how to cook? Why you don't know how to cook for yourself? <laughs> when you gonna cook for me? When you gonna cook for me? <laughs> that's, okay, that's, sir. That's definitely true. So it, I feel like it is very important for the fathers to be there and for parents to try to have some type of relationship, a, a co-parenting relationship. You know, and hopefully that the father is a is a healthy person mentally that they are showing them, you know actual key you know life lessons yeah for them to be functional men out here in society i feel like it works best when you could detach yourself when you could detach yourself from each other mm-hmm. and you both are at like healthy spaces in life right and it's like okay just be a parent to your kid right but when it's all the extra stuff like That's... oh ask your girlfriend why you ain't asked that nigga <laughs> <sighs> it just becomes like a yeah. really big issue and it becomes so tedious and such a headache that it's just like i'm not even gonna bother with this you know right but i definitely think it's important my kids like my 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 little one she's always excited to go see like her dad her grandma everybody you know Mm -hmm. the big one i I don't know it's weird because she says like i i guess i could be stern at times but i Mm -hmm. guess like her dad is like straight rastafarian okay understood you don't say less he's not into (laughs) social media he's like which which youtube you need for delete youtube yeah you don't need that you know yeah he's like oh she shouldn't have male friends all her friends should be girls I'm just like that's what? not the real world. What? That's not the real what world. I feel like that's what I'm saying exactly, in. and that's why I feel like there'd be those that that be those different ends of the spectrum where where do you come into the middle and teach your child how to navigate 
with their own sane mind. You, you instill the tools in them, instill the, the principles in them, instill the morals in them, yeah. so that, yes, she can have a male friend, but if that male crosses the line, what should she say? How does she exactly. handle herself? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does she because even... just saying no and preventing right. that, that's not going to solve can have, Listen, she can have all female friends, and females can be very conniving. We've seen mm-hmm. a girl was murdered and was stuffed into a freezer, and yeah. the women had, some of her female friends had something to do with that. You remember the girl that went to the sleepover, the little girl, and they threw, what they throw, boiling hot water Listen, okay? Yeah. Girls, girls are not always the best. Girls' friends are not always the best mm-hmm. thing. You know, sometimes I, I have, some of my closest friends are men. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I have a falling out with a woman, and then I'll see them take a dude over, back over and over that mm-hmm. she, um that did her wrong over and over, and then, you know, we'll have like a, a minor, a minor, um altercation or, or misunderstanding and now we're not talking anymore that's true you know what i'm saying like it's 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 i it's, mean it depends though because i that's another that's another that's not time for another day episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> i've had some situations that i'm just like that i really just gotta stop speaking to you girl because girl yeah girl mm-hmm. the girl all the time girl you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. that's I definitely yeah. <laughs> I think I'm about to be a recurring. I definitely about to be a recurring guest on this show. I yes, see. I definitely am. <laughs> because I so I think like ultimately I feel like as parents, one we learned that we definitely need to check ourselves. Yes. Two, I think it's very important for children, especially like at any age, but especially from I guess nine or ten, mm-hmm. moving into the teenage years, to be able to express themselves without fear yes. of punishment or repercussion. Mm-hmm. Um. That's another thing I wanted to know though. Like, how do how do you punish your kids? Cause I know, like, you know, when they little, they get pop pop, the pow pow, like five, six, you know, you get a little pow pow. And then, you know, at some point in time, sometimes you gotta pull work. out, you gotta pull out the belt. And I know a lot of people might listen to this and be like, belt, you beat your kids. Listen, I, I'm not an avid beat. It takes a lot for me to get a belt and mm-hmm. like be like, hey, you gonna get two licks with the belt. It mm-hmm. takes yo, it takes so much, right? Because, but I'm a firm believer. Like, if if you hear any of my friends, I always be like beat them. Like every right, time right, 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 right. I, I said that what? on Instagram one time, they restricted my comment. Oh shoot! <laughs> so the crazy thing though is that when I I actually raised a nephew of mine for six months, he um he was a, a, a burn victim in the home. There was an accident in the home, and the ACS took it from his house. And I actually learned it's actually not illegal to hit your kid. It's it's no, to the it's extent, the and marks. right? It's to the yeah. extent, and if you use objects and all of that yeah. stuff, right? Um, however, when it comes to discipline and my children, when it came to like punishment and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, when as they were growing up, their father and I were, um, when we were together, he was the like, the 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 force, and I was the voice. So like sometimes he would take it too far though. Like he would actually, he would. Do something simple like just hit him upside the head, but mm-hmm. then he would use so much force they would go flying, and then the tooth would come out. Like it was like, "Yo, bro, you're not allowed to touch them no more. That's it. And sometimes Don't people, touch them." Yeah, some, sometimes they tougher because they feel like they boy. Oh, they boy. Right. They got to toughen up. Or it'd be an accident. You know what I'm saying? They're not. Yeah. And they, and it was so rare that we would hit them that if we did, it's just like they they would over exaggerate, <laughs> and then they would hit their head on the walls. Like, yo, you did too. You didn't even need to do all that. You know what I mean? Like you just did a whole movie. Stuff. Right. Me, I'm I'm a very loud person. Yeah. Um, I have a like I said, I have a lot of aggression. <laughs> so if I raise my voice and I talk to them a certain way, like sometimes my words will cut them harder than me even having to hit them. Yeah, that's definitely. You know what I'm saying? I remember there was this one time my son, he was young, he had a cell phone, and I think he's like maybe this is around the time he's like ten. This is when he was th- around ten. I think is when he started to smell himself. Mm-hmm. So I told him that he couldn't watch something. <laughs> He deleted me from the cell phone, Brenda. And I'm calling his phone, and I'm like, why is my phone number going straight to voicemail? So when I, and at the time, I had my ex, my ex-husband's my ex sister watching them. So I'm like, I'm calling his phone, calling his phone, is, is going straight to voicemail. So then I call her phone, and I'm like, yo, is everything all right? She's like, yeah, why? I'm like, I'm calling the kid's phone, it's not going through. She was like, he's sitting right here. I was about to rush home, but when I finally got home, I take the phone like Sadiq. What happened here? Like, why? Am I, how come I'm calling you and everybody's number? Oh, I check the phone. My number is deleted out the phone. Also, not only was it deleted, I was blocked. So I'm like, what happened here? You remember the other day when you told me I couldn't watch TV? Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. So I was like, all right, cool. So I called his father and I told him at the time 
what happened? He was like, okay, just first and foremost, tell me if my son is alive. <laughs> I was yeah, like, exactly. Right. So I was like, yeah, now nah, he's cool. I just, I needed to call you so I could calm down. He was like, all right, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Just take a deep breath. So I went back into his room. I said, let me explain something to you right now. I was like, what you did, you, you treat a person in the street like you don't care about like that. You don't treat the person who feeds you, who shelters you, who loves you, and all of that. So... If you want me to treat you like a stranger in the street, let me know, and I will move in this relationship accordingly. Yeah. I left the room, went to the kitchen, started making dinner. He came back to me with tears in the eyes. Ma, I don't want to be homeless. I'm so sorry I'll never delete you from the phone again. It's like my words. Yeah. Cut them. I don't need to hit you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you real. That's how you want this relationship to work, player. Cool. Let me know. Because you got it good in here. Yeah. I don't have everything, but I give you everything I got. That and you're not exactly. going to treat me, you're not going to treat me any old kind of way just because you mad. You, you could be mad. Go ahead and be mad. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's okay. You could be mad. But you're not going to move in a such a way that's disrespectful. That's what we're not going to do. So I, when it comes to punishing them, get back to your question. Sorry. I went on the <laughs> tangent there. <laughs> cool. when, you, when it comes to punishing them, yes, I'll do like to take the, take the TV I'll take the electronics because that's what they love they, right they now. They love that. Oh, if I you take, take the phone, man, she, yo, she moving in here like a zombie. Yes, the zombie that didn't get no blood yet. Son, if you take the electronics. It's that's so it. Dormant. That's like, it. That's, they don't know how to. They'll do whatever you want. She clean up her room so fast. Listen, when I, take the phone. I get letters, mom. I'm so sorry. This is I didn't mean to <laughs> listen. Okay, I will not do this. See, this is a contract. I will not do this again. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. Take those electronics away. I, that's the only thing I can't take away because they don't want it. But right. stick to it because the parents who take it and then be like, nah, she and their boy. You know what? It's been three hours. Oh, nah. Years. I'm go- no. no. You Mm-mm. see, listen, you, I got a household. I'm the type, yo. I'm the type to be like, landline me. Nah. And don't try to call any friends on my house phone because nope. I got the app That's, and listen. I can see the ingoing, exactly. the outgoing and the incoming phone calls. Like, don't do it. Listen, I have even had times where they've been on punishment. Like, you listen, we're about to go out right now, but I don't want to punish myself. So you're going to go with me to this function. You're going to sit in the corner and not do nothing. You're not going to you're not going to be on your phone. You can socialize with family, but don't think you're going to be watching this TV neither because I don't want to miss out on a good time. <laughs> I'm out of here. They don't like being on punishment. I'm going to talk to you. I think that's, I think that's good. I think you got to have a balance. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to discipline but reinforce love. Like, Absolutely, it's very important, and you know I'm big on that too, to keep though. Reinforcing, yeah, yeah, I'm very keep, big on that. Even as adults, like everybody, want to be re- reassured mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying. Like, hey, you know, even in our adult relationships, or even in work relationships, even in friendships, like, look, we we had a little disagreement, but I love you. You, mm-hmm. but you're a good employee, right? But you know what? We still girls. You know what I'm saying? You need that that reassurance, not not constant in a way that you would do with your kids, but because they're kids and they're more fragile. Because they're still growing. They need that constant reassurance. They need to Absolutely. know that, hey, I'm aware of what you're doing. I might have right. been in my room or I might have been busy exactly. this week. But I know what's going on. Hey, Absolutely. sit down and talk to you. What's going on in school? Mm-hmm. They need that constant reassurance. And I think like for, for any women that might be listening that have teenage daughters growing up, I think that one common thing that we figured out today is that it is not best to threaten your kids with the aspect of not having anywhere to sleep or tell them not that okay. they need to get out. That's not you okay. You push them into the streets. You push them into uh, situations another, that they don't you know, have to deal another with. Another man, like, another mm-hmm. uh, or a friend that may mistreat them or something. Nobody is going to love your kid the way you love your kid. Right. You know, the, clerk, and, the first one thing I tell my children is that their home is their sanctuary. Yeah. And and in your sanctuary, you have the freedom to be yourself. Um, you are going to be given every access to, to, to grow and that, and whatever that is, whatever it is you want to be, whoever you want to be. Right. So that also entails you making mistakes. Mm-hmm. You have to make, and these right here in, in your home is where you make those mistakes so that we can correct it. So that once you go out into the world, this is my, this, I keep telling them, listen, you're not going to have your future wife calling me on some dumb shit that you did. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you don't cook and clean. I don't want to hear that you're insensitive. I don't want to hear that you don't know how to communicate. Nah, you're going to work on those things right now. Because I'm so tired of guys that they're looking for me to be their mothers. I'm not your mother. I'm not your mother. I'm your partner. I'm your mate. And, And 
first and foremost, like, let me get to know you. Right. I'm not cooking for you. I'm learn how to cook. Teach your sons. Please teach your sons how to make be, at least. What's it? Be my peace. No, meals. go be peace with your therapist, and then come. Let's have, let's make our own exactly. sanctuary here. What you talking about? I need to be at peace. I'm not gonna hear <laughs> take abuse from you because you don't got it all together. Exactly because. Your mom didn't teach you how to fry that chicken. She no. just kept bringing you your place every day. Well, every time you wanted to cry, she told you don't cry because you were a man. No, get those emotions out, boo. Get those emotions I out. Need to know. I need to hear it. Let's talk about <laughs> it. I need to hear it. I don't I don't oh need that. No, God. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just you know? not trying to argue with you. Right. That's, that's one thing that my children know from now, and everybody who's close to me know. My children, when it comes to their emotions... I am very, sometimes my oldest son, he knows how to play it against me sometimes. Like he knows that like if he tells me that he's like depressed or something like that, I get really like, okay, wait, hold on. I'll shut everything down. He, you know, he tried to like use that against me one time. However, I I, I snapped out of it quick though. I snapped out of it quick. But my thing, my thing when it comes to raising black men specifically, you will understand what it means to be loved and valued so that you can project that out. Yeah. You can project it, whether it be in your business, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be with your friends. People should, when they look at you, they should see a strong black man in every aspect. Not like, oh, well, he's strong physically, but you can't talk to him. Yeah, mentally. He's you know what I'm there. saying? Emotionally. Exactly. No, you're going to be a well-rounded person. And you're going to know how to throw down. So, yes, you're making dinner tonight because I'm not ordering fucking an $80 yeah. dinner. I do not feel like cooking either. And I don't want mushy noodles. So, let's, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Last okay. Night, my daughter made jerk shrimp Alfredo. Thank you. So I helped her make the sauce. Yes. She's my children still, be making gnocchi and all of that. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Let's get That's it. Right. I don't know. You're going to know how to cook. You Let's, let's sort the clothes. Go to the laundry mat, go do the laundry. Exactly. You, have to pour you don't into just your yes. You have to pour into them. Yeah, you like let it or let their cup overflow. Give yes. them so much that they come out better because this generation of adults is not it. It's mm. <laughs> <laughs> not it. So please yeah. pour into your children. Pour um, I want to thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. This I was thank awesome. You so much for stopping Anytime by. Anytime you want to have me, I'm here. I hope that anybody that listens to this episode could get something from it. I think it's so many aspects to pull from because mm-hmm. we touch based on a lot of things. Yeah, we I feel like this could yeah, this could yeah. definitely could have been a, a part two or three. Like we we, yeah. we went off on tangents <laughs> on this one, but it's all good. Uh I appreciate you so much. And uh until next time you guys love and live life and be blessed. Peace. Peace.